hello, and welcome to episode 27 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. And I'm Chris. And today we will be discussing Eddard Chapter 5 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read before listening. So the news that I have for you today, it's just something kind of simple and cool, I guess. Um, Game of Thrones character uh, Peter Dinklage. So Peter Dinklage, if you remember, he plays Tyrion in Game of Thrones. He's actually going to voice a talking bear in an upcoming animated movie. The movie's called This Was Our Pact, um, and the actor is playing a bear that is mysterious and charismatic, which is kind of fitting for, you know, that's just how Tyrion is. So. Right. Um, based on the best-selling, best-selling graphic novel by Ryan Andrews, This Was Our Pact centers on a young boy named Ben and his classmates, who create a pact to prove if a legend about lanterns soaring off the Milky Way and becoming stars is true. This is an animated movie? Uh, no. Oh. So he, obviously the His bear part will is, be. But the, yeah. Got it. Yeah. I'm gonna guess it's like Ted? No. Oh, maybe. Well, maybe. I don't know. But that's the news. Cool. And then we do actually have a Martin message today. He hasn't been writing a lot on his blog, but um, it's it's pretty long one. He's, he wrote it on February 2nd. He just is kind of reflecting on the new year and, like, how 2020 was shit. And then he goes on to talk about his progress in Winds of Winter that he made in 2020. Mm-hmm. He said he wrote hundreds and hundreds of pages for the book, and that it was the best year he's had on it since he began writing it. Um, he said that he thinks that it was due to the isolation that he was able to get all of this work done. Um, he says he, he still has hundreds or more pages to write to bring the novel to a satisfactory conclusion. And he's hoping that he will finish it in 2021. And then he goes on and he's kind of rude about this, but he goes... I don't want to make any predictions on when I'll finish, and every time I do, some a-hole on the internet takes that as a promise, and then will eagerly wait to crucify me when I miss the deadline. So he's not, he's done giving quote-unquote deadlines for Winds of Winter. But we're all kind of, I mean... It's been a long time coming. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly gonna side with the person on the internet but i'm not really gonna side with martin on this either yeah like, so we've been waiting a long time and you've been you've set deadlines yourself that you've surpassed people are like, just getting on. impatient yeah, and i'm impatient with it they're I'm ready to go <laughs> so yeah that's that's what he updated us on he did a lot of work on it but he still has a lot to go and he's hoping to finish it before 2021 is over mm. but it's not a deadline. It's not looking good either. So, <laughs> that's the Martin message. Yeah. Um, our reader listener answers. So, our first question um, was, how old do you think old Nan really is? And if you remember, um, we talked about how she's really, she must be really old. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the listener answer was, um, old Nan is now taking care of her fourth generation of Starks, per what Olivia said. Also, she is she had children when she came. As a wet nurse, so she is five generations old. So old Nan is ninety nine and half a year old. Ha! I think <laughs> it's interesting. She started a she started with a Brandon Stark and now finishing with a Brandon Stark. That is interesting. Perhaps they are all connected with her. Hmm. As their guide, is she their house witch? Like Gabby said. I don't know. 
She might be. We'll see. Uh, our second question is, do you think Tyrion is being genuine, or do you think he has some sort of hidden agenda by giving... Uh, that's for giving Bran the saddle, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, Tyrion is being genuine, is what our listener says. I think he gives us the, re- the reality in all situations, like a slap in the face. This is what you got. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. I agree. You got to make the best out of it. So, our third question uh, and answer is, what is Rob's state of mind right now? Uh, our listener answered, Rob is overwhelmed. He is like 14 years years old now, right? Yeah, he's about 14. He is 14, yeah. Um, and, and left to take care of everything since Mama Bear is looking after her cub. I think he now misses just being a boy. I agree. Mm-hmm. Holding Bran's hand at the end, you could see that. But he is getting stronger and wiser, though all the challenges in his new role. And through all the challenges. Through all the challenges. Yeah. Uh, and this is for Olivia. Yeah, so I, I asked... Um, do you think that the Starks will ever reunite? Yeah. Later on. So this is what Olivia says. Or nope. this is for Olivia. Yeah. Um, I think the Starks will reunite, hopefully, when Uncle Benjamin is found. Okay. Yeah, I would like that. But now, Olivia, I have, ra- I have raised concern with this question. I do not have a good feeling of Jon Snow on the 700-foot wall. Well, you'll have to keep listening to <laughs> see to what finds out. Yep. And she did email us a little shout-out to us. She goes, I keep thinking I will order HBO and binge-watch Game of Thrones now with this question. I'll now look ahead. I am enjoying the podcast and you guys trying new wines. When you pour it, it sounds cool. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody else has any more comments or wants to answer questions, please do so. Yes, please do yeah, so. We enjoy it. So, last episode, we were with Bran in Winterfell when he is called to the hall to greet some visitors. Called to the hall. Nice. Called to the hall. Right. <laughs> um, to greet visitors. Um, the visitors included Tyrion Lannister, bringing word from John and a gift for Bran. Today, uh, we're with Eddard back in um, King's Landing again. Uh, we talked to Arya for a second, and we find a lead on some possible information for this investigation that art is you guys this episode is juicy (laughs) let me tell you this is this is some juicy stuff gabby what wine are we drinking um we're drinking a dry red called barolo it looks italian pop pop yeah pour it's italian (laughs) (laughs) all right so we got two more wine terms for you today um the first one is tannic so tannins are usually naturally occurring and slightly bitter, and they're present in wine grapes. And heard the author, this I've heard of tannins before, and he said he describes it as a tea-like sensation. Mm. So have you guys ever had a wine that tastes like tea? The only thing that I could think of that what would be of described as like tea is if it's less carbonated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if it's yeah. if it's more flat, I yeah. think that the like cons- consistency or, or again maybe like, it would go down more like tea, like mold wine. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just because it's hot. Yeah. And then, like we're drinking right now, the dry wine. Mm-hmm. So dry is meaning not sweet, which means there's no sugar left over from fermentation. Or it could be that the taste doesn't reveal any sugar. So there could be sugar present, but the, what you taste doesn't reveal any sugar. Mm. Fooled ya. So those were the two wine terms for today. Let's get in it. All right. Jump on into it. All right. Oh, God. Anyway. 
So Eddard is talking to Grand Maester Pycelle about Lord Aaron's death, asking him about the manner of his passing. So um, Pycelle offers Ned a seat and offers him some iced milk sweetened with honey to help cool him off from the heat. Chris said he thought that sounded delicious. I thought it sounded good. I don't know. Listen, you can't trust what they're drinking out there. Might be getting some, like, drugs. Heroin. Milk drugs. of the poppy. Milk of the poppy. <laughs> exactly. Ned accepts his offer, and Pycelle orders his servant to bring them two glasses of iced milk. While they're waiting for the milk, um, Pycelle starts to talk about how hot it is. He says that the small folks say that the last year of summer is always the hottest. But he doesn't think that this is the last year of summer because it sure, even though it sure feels like it. He noted that um, King Makar's summer was even longer. So King Makar was just a tier, um, Targaryen king years and years ago. Mm-hmm. But this summer was broke in the seventh year which, with a short autumn and a terribly long winter. So I think Pycelle's kind of in denial right now that summer's coming to an end because he doesn't want to deal with winter. Winter is coming. Yes, winter is coming. He then realizes he was rambling and remembers that Ned came to discuss Aaron's death. So Pycelle's servants bring the ice milk and then exit the room. So this is where Pycelle starts to discuss the days surrounding John Aaron's death. Um, he And remember, John Aaron was the hand of the king to Robert before yeah. Ned took over. So he noted that Lord Aaron had not seemed like himself for quite some time before his death. He could tell because they had spent many small councils sitting right next to each other. So he would be able to pick up on any like differences in his behavior or anything. He said there were def- definitely signs, but he chalked it up to the great burdens he had his hand. And not only was it the burdens he had as the hand, um, his son was sick. His wife, Lysa, who is Catelyn's sister, was so anxious that she wouldn't ever let her son out of her sight. And this is what Pycelle thought um, made John so melancholy and tired. And that's like, okay, but can you like tell me about his final illness? Like trying to get more specific. Pycelle said that one day John had come to him asking for a specific book, looking healthy as ever. But it seemed to Pycelle that something was definitely bothering him. Then fast forward to that very next morning, Lord Aaron was bent over in pain, too sick to even get out of bed. Hmm. So literally overnight, he was sick as a dog. Sus. Yeah. Sus. Super sus. (laughs) Maester Coleman, so he was the maester in service of House Aaron, thought it was a chill on the stomach. I'm assuming this is like a type of stomach flu or something. That's what I would say. Pycelle said it had been very hot at the time and that John usually iced his wine, which is not friendly on the digestive system, apparently. What? So that's what he thought the cause of his sickness was. Is that a real thing? Uh, I guess you're lactose intolerant? I don't know. But it's wine. No, you're talking about the icing the wine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. However, um, John continued to weaken and Pycelle even said he went to go see him himself. But the gods did not grant me the power to save him, he said. And then Ned says, I heard that you sent Maester Coleman away, um, challenging Pycelle on, like, kind of why he did this. Pycelle nodded and said he did, and that he feared Lady Lysa will never forgive him for it. And he, his excuse for sending Coleman away was that he thought that since he was so young, he couldn't process what was going on, and that he noticed that Coleman was using, like, 
all sorts of like potions and juices and stuff to try and save him. But Pycelle said that the old body is so frail and that these potions and like medicines wouldn't help him. So he sent him away in efforts to save Lord Aaron, which I thought was kind of weird because I don't know, like Coleman was just trying to help help him with medicine yeah. and Pycelle was literally stopping care yep. for Aaron. I don't know. Hmm. That's weird. That's mm. suspicious. That's suspicious. Not saying that Pycelle, like, did anything, but, like, it's why did you send him weird. away? Yeah. Like, mm. that doesn't make sense. And then Ned, I'm sorry, and then Ned got more specific and asked if Lord Aaron said anything in his final hours. He said that John was repeatedly calling out the name Robert several times, but he wasn't sure if he was asking for King Robert or for his son, Robert. His wife would not allow his son to enter the sick room because she was afraid he would catch whatever John had. So King Robert did end up coming to see John. He said he sat next to John for hours, telling jokes and talking, making the time pass. And he was hoping that this would raise John's spirits before his passing. Mm-hmm. And then Ned got even more specific and was like, did he have any final words? And Pycelle said that all hope had passed and then he was given milk of the poppy so he wouldn't suffer. Um, Just before he closed his eyes for the final time, John whispered something to his wife and the king. And he, Pycelle described this as a blessing for his son, Robert Aaron. He said, the seed is strong. And he said, John said more, but it was all slurred and no one could understand what he was saying. Hmm. So... I want everyone to remember those words, the seed is strong, because that's going to come into play a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Not in this chapter particularly, but later on in the story. And then he passed away the next morning, he said. (sighs) So Ned then took another swallow of his milk, trying not to gag on the sweetness of it. That sounds good to you, Chris? Gagging Uh on the sweetness of... Put too much sweetener in it. (laughs) Too much honey. (laughs) Too much honey. Um, he then says, um, did it seem to you that there was anything unnatural about Lord Aaron's death? The maester's voice was thin as a whisper when he replied, unnatural? No, I could say not. Sad for certainty. Yet in its own way, death is the most natural thing of all, Lord Eddard. John Aaron rests easy now. His burdens lifted at last. Um, Ned then asked Pycelle if he had seen any like, seen the illness that took John in any men, like, in any other men, and Pycelle just kind of, I don't know, I kind of saw it as him giving the runaround, just kind of being like, well, of all the men I served and all the men that died while I was serving them, all of their, all of their death, deaths were just as strange, his isn't any stranger than the rest of them. Which is weird, because Pycelle is old as hell. Yeah. Why do you have so many people dying in your care? Yeah. Like, what? He's... Mm-hmm. Hmm. No. Think about that. <laughs> um, put a bookmark there. Yeah, put a bookmark there. <laughs> Not going to say anything else. Um, Ned then said that, um, obviously, John Aaron's wife thought otherwise. Um, and Pycelle nodded and remembered that Lord Stark's wife was the sister of the widow, Liza. Mm-hmm. Um, and said, if an old man may be forgiven for his blunt speech, 
Let me say that grief can derange even the strongest and most disciplined of minds, and Lady Liza was never that. Since her last stillbirth, she has seen enemies in every shadow, and the death of her lord husband left her shattered and lost. So, that's what, like, so the he's saying birth that person to say something about Liza's sanity. Yeah, so I, I think Pycelle is just saying, like, the death of... Yeah. Her husband drove her into a madness. Yeah. And even that everyone thinks she's crazy. Yes. So Ned being Ned, I mean, if you look at it, he's honestly just doing an interrogation right now. He is. He's like, trying to get as much information as not, possible. Not stopping to actually have any conversation. He just question, question, question. Right. Goes, Inspector so Stark. you're quite certain that John Aaron died of a sudden illness. Um, and he said, I am, if not illness, my good lord, what else could it be? Pycelle said that gravely, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ned quietly suggested poison. Um, and with that, Pycelle's sleepy eyes flicked open and he, like, visibly shifted uncomfortably in his seat. Um, which, again... Sus. Sus, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's the word I wanted. Um, he says, a disturbing thought. We are not the free cities where such things are common. Grand Maester Aethelmuir, that's yeah, my best that's guess. What I would that say. is, yeah. Yeah. Um, wrote that all men carry murder in their hearts, yet even so, the prisoner is beneath contempt. He fell silent for a moment then, kind of lost in thought, and said, What you suggest is possible, my lord, yet I do not think it likely. Every hedge, every hedge maester knows the common poisons, and Lord Aaron displayed none of the signs. And the hand was loved by all. What sort of monster in man's flesh would dare, more, dare murder such a noble lord? Um, to Ned, which just kind of, again, has an answer for everything, um, and says, I have heard it said that poison is a woman's weapon. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Um... And Pycel says, it is said, women, cravens, and eunuchs. What are cravens? No idea. I'm going to look it up. Yep. Um, he said, the Lord Varys was born a slave in Lice. Lice? Lice? Lice. Lice, I think. <laughs> Again, apologies. Never say that right. Um, so he was a slave in Lice. Did you know? Put not your trust in spiders, my lord. Um, and Ned literally just thinks to himself that that really wasn't something he had to be told. Um, something about Varys just already made his skin crawl. Have you? Did you find Cravens? I'm working on it. I'm not sure what it means. Just noticing something here. It feels like Ned is kind of pushing at, like, hey, is it like this person? Like, is it a woman that did it? And yeah. then oh. Vysel kind of goes... Well, it could be the eunuch. Like, he's, yeah. like, trying to, like... It seems like he's trying to push him off of yeah. the trail for some reason. Yes. Okay. So, a craven, this is the definition, says, lacking even the rudiments of courage. So, it's basically a person that's just fearful of everything. It's like everyone. It, they're lacking courage. Okay. And they're, fe- like, okay. even more so than a normal person. All right. Interesting. Um, so, he tells the maester that he'll he, he's going to remember that. Um, and thanks him for his help and says that he's taken enough of his time. Um, and it's, he said that Pycelle stood slowly, having to push himself up out of his seat. Obviously, he's an old man. He's old. He's an old man. Um, and Pycelle tells him that he hoped that he helped in some small way to help put his mind at ease. Um, and then tells Ned that if there's anything else that he might need, he needs only ask. 
so Ned obviously kind of takes advantage of that and says one thing. I should be curious to examine the book that you lent John the day before he fell ill. Um, and Pycelle just tells him that he fears he won't, he'll find it of little interest because it was a ponder, ponderous tome by Grandmaster Malion. 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 Mm-hmm. Ma- Malion. Yeah. On the lineages of the great houses. Um, and Ned just says, yeah, well, I still want to see it. I think this is important. Um, so his last words were, what? The seed is strong, The right? seed is strong. And now the last thing he was reading on was lineages. So there's got to be something there that has to do with someone's lineage and something that possibly Aaron had uncovered. I think that there's something there. I really, yeah. I'm not going to hint say, away or tank anything. I'm just going to say that that seems very suspicious. I think Ned is definitely on to something right. major right now. Yes. Yeah. So we're, like, we're not sure what lineage like specifically Aaron was looking at mm-hmm. but even before his death Aaron was onto something and now Ned is picking it up mm-hmm. right. and is trying to investigate even further and see like why why did he die like what was what did he know what did he mean by the seed is strong and like whose seed you yeah. know whose hmm. lineage like Pycelle thought it was Robert Aaron his son But he was looking at the lineage book. Yeah, so he could have been talking about anybody. He could have been talking about anyone. Mm -hmm. You know? I just thought that was very interesting. Anyways. A little bookmark. Sorry, Gary, go ahead. Um, Yeah. So, Pycelle just opens the door and says, As you wish, I have it here somewhere. When I find it, I shall have it sent to your chambers straight away. Um, Do you think he didn't give it to him right away because he's, like, nervous? He's, like, nervous for what he's going to find out? Yeah. I feel like it's not coming to his bed. (laughs) He's like, I have it somewhere. I feel like it's not going to make it there. Doesn't even look for it. Yeah. Um, So then Ned goes to leave and tells Pycelle that he's been very courteous. But um, as kind of as an afterthought, he says... He asked Pycelle if the queen was also at Lord Aaron's bedside when he died... Just like Robert was. Um, And we find out that she wasn't. She was um, with her children making the journey to Cashley Rock. Why? Why would you not stay with your husband? It was something. It was. I can't remember. It was Joffrey's name day. Yeah. It was Joffrey's name day and Tywin had like bought something. But still. Tywin was having a tourney. Yeah. I know. No, I know. For Joffrey's name day. Your husband's dying. Your husband's not dying. Her, the hand of the king was. Hand dying. of the king was dying. Yeah, Lady Aaron. Aren't we talking about her? Mm-hmm. No, we're, we're talking, talking about, about Cersei. Cersei. We're talking about I'm queen. so sorry. <laughs> the queen had left with. Thought you were talking about Lysa. No, no, no yeah, no. She, he was asking because she was there. The king was the king was at um, John's bedside gotcha. when he died and asked if um, Cersei was okay. There as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, so she was going. But where was Lysa right now? I don't. I don't think we heard that. At least not yet. No, we did. Or unless no, she Ly- took Lysa, off right No, Lysa was, was there. She wasn't by the bedside. She was there with her son, but she wouldn't let her son go oh, in the room yeah. when he was dying and afraid that oh, her son would get sick. Oh, and she was sick. super yeah. anxious and didn't want her. Got it. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I just have a side comment. I think this is a dangerous question for Ned to ask. What? Because they've already established that poison is a woman's weapon. And then he asked, was the queen there? Oh. I think that's a super dangerous question to float. 
he's really like treason. Yeah, it's extremely ballsy to say that. Yeah. And I think that's kind of dangerous that he said that. Good I don't catch. know. I hope that doesn't come back to bite him in the ass, but uh, I feel like yeah. that is not something you should be asking. Right. Um, so in the conversation, there's kind of some comments made by Ned saying that, like, he's comparing the dark wings of the raven as, like, being what carried the dark words of Aaron's death to the queen. Mm -hmm. Um, and Pycelle kind of tries to look on the bright side and talks about how when a raven brought word of Bran waking up in Winterfell, it lifted the spirits. So it's not always bad. Mm -hmm. Like that dark wings, dark words. Yeah. I thought that was, like, dang, that's a little, that's kind of sad. All the yeah. time, that's how you feel. The ravens are always bad. <laughs> right? It's not always a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and then, Pycelle said that the gods are merciful. Come to me as often as you like, Lord Eddard. I am here to serve. So, again, since we're in Ned's head, we hear Ned's head. Sorry, something about the rhymes are getting me today. <laughs> Ned's head. Um, <laughs> He literally is thinking, okay, yeah, I know you're here to serve, but who? Who are you serving? Who do you serve? Baratheons? Lannisters? Aarons? No, he's been there since Starks? the Targaryens. So who? Who? Yeah. He's been Whose there during the Targaryens. Whose side are you on, Pycelle? He's, he's been there a while. Served under a lot of different people that yeah. held the throne. So. Yeah, snake. Who? Anyway. He's a snake. <laughs> I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm a snake. <laughs> um... So, on his way back to his chambers, he kind of just happens upon Arya on the winding steps of the Tower of the Hand. Her arms were windmilling as she struggled to balance on one leg. <laughs> so, he just goes, Arya, what are you doing? Sirio <laughs> um, says, she goes, Sirio says a water dancer can stand on one toe for hours. And then her hands flailed again as she tried to steady herself. Um, Ned just, like, had to smile at this, yeah. obviously. I mean, why wouldn't you? Pretty funny. Um, so he asks her which toe, and she goes, any toe. <laughs> um, and then she hops from her right leg to her left leg, and then kind of swayed dangerously before re regaining her balance. Um, and Ned kind of goes, must you do that right here? <laughs> like, on top of the steps? <laughs> it, it, it's a long, hard fall down these steps. I love that she just keeps appearing in yeah. places. Yeah. She's and, so funny. <laughs> Arya tells him that Sirio says a water dancer never falls, and then asks her father if Bran will be coming to live with them now. Um, and Ned tells her that it won't be for a long time, and that he needs to win his strength back. Um, and Arya asks what he will do when he's of age. So Ned kneels down and obviously turns on what we're, we were calling it, father... Puts on his dad face. Yeah. Dad face. Dad hat. Yeah, dad, dad hat. Hats. That's it. That's it. <laughs> um, and he knelt beside her and said, you know, he has years to find that answer, but for now it's just enough to know that he's alive and he will be alive. Um, and then he kind of is starting to remember the night that the raven came from Winterfell about Bran. Um, he took his daughters down to the Castle Godswood. And I made a little note kind of describing it just because it's a little bit different than um, Winterfell. Winterfell's. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Castle God's Wood was an acre of elm and alder and black cottonwood overlooking the river. Um, and the heart tree there was an oak and its ancient limbs overgrown with smokeberry vines. Smokeberry, I don't really know. No. I got you. What that is, but it sounds cool. Smokeberry. I'm gonna look it up for you. <laughs> cool. Sounds um, pretty. 
So all the Starks knelt before the great tree, the great oak, um, giving it thanks as if it were their weirwood. Mm -hmm. I always struggled with that. Yeah, weirwood. <laughs> okay, so smokeberries. This is from the wiki. It says that it's a species of plant grown on a vine and is found in Westeros. The oak heart tree in the Red Keeps God's Wood in uh -huh. King's Landing is overgrown with smokeberry wines. Smokeberry vines. Mm -hmm. Smokeberries can be made to use can be used to make brown wine. Ew. Very good. So that's that. Alrighty. I don't really know what it looks like. Maybe I can find a picture. It's all about their wines. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it, it looks like cranberries, kind of. Mm. Like that color. Oh, okay. But they're in a bunch of grapes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So after they were giving their thanks, obviously saying thank you for keeping Bran alive and waking him up, um, Sansa drifted to sleep as the moon rose, and then several hours later, Arya fell asleep, um, curled up in the grass under Ned's cloak, Aww. which I thought that was cute. Mm -hmm. Um and then in the morning, Sansa whispered to Ned and said, I dreamed of Bran. I saw him smiling. Oh. How cute. And see, Bran, I know last episode we talked about how Bran felt, like, neglected by his family, but... They miss him. Everyone, everyone loves you. Yeah. He, he just doesn't, obviously. There's no cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> so Arya asks Ned if uh, Bran will be a knight, and Ned quickly responds, no, he will never be a knight. Maybe someday he'll be a great lord or a builder or even a counselor to a king, but he'll never be a knight. And this kind of hits Ned deep in the heart. Ned kind of thinks sadly about, like, he'll never be with a woman. He'll never have children. He'll never be able to hold his own son. And it I'm, really makes him upset. I'm glad that he's not, like, sh uh, shielding Arya and Sansa about this and just telling them the hard, cold facts. Yeah. You know? Well, like, no, he's not going to be a knight. He's not like, oh, maybe. Yeah. And he's like... No, no, he won't be. Not trying to get well, the Ned's, up. Ned, it's about Ned's truthful, so yeah, you know that. Still, yeah. Um, and Arya asks, oh, well then, can I be a council someday? Or like a knight? And Ned goes, nope, you're going to be married and you're going to have children and all your little kids, you can make knights of all kinds of knights and ladies. And she's like, that's Sansa. That's not me. She gets upset. Ew. <laughs> that's Sansa. Yeah. Um, and she goes right back to her balancing. Like, okay, I'm done. Done with this conversation. I don't want to be a, a queen. Um, so then Ned returns to his room, and apparently he's, like, drenched in sweat. And so he Ew. takes out all this stuff, and he's like, I'm going to put, like, the thinnest shirt on that I can find. Remember last episode <laughs> we were talking about how... How hot it was. Oh, no, it was this episode. It was this episode. Talking about yeah. how hot it was. Yeah. And, but, I mean, you got to imagine he's from the north, so... It's like any of us going down to like Texas and or Florida and walking around and be we like, got it's that really Michigan hot. Blood. Yeah, I'll be good. Our blood is thicker. Yeah, because you weren't. You grew up in Arizona. Yeah, I've been <clears> in Michigan my whole life. So he changes into like the thinnest shirt he can find, um, and then a maid comes in and says that Lord Baelish is alone and he's requested your company. And Ned says, "All right, just have him meet me like in the other room." So as Ned enters the room, Peter is looking out the window and commenting about how... I don't know why he's commenting about how old Barristan is. But Ned quickly comes to his defense and is like, well, Barristan is still one of the greatest swordsmen, and just two tourneys ago, he was, like, number one. Like, 
there's no reason to think that he was getting old. But he goes, okay, and why and why are you here? Here's why am I blessed with your presence at this point? And Baelish goes, well, Cat requested that I were to help you investigate, so that's what I've done. He's like, okay, why don't you go ahead and explain? Um, he goes, why don't you talk to John Aaron's closest companions, the people that are that were you know his maids, yeah. his servants? Mm-hmm. And Ned goes, they all left. When Liza left, she took everybody with her. And he's like, not exactly everyone. Um, he says that there's several people still left, including his squire. And Ned is pretty intrigued by this because apparently I didn't know this, but apparently squires know like everything that the person does because they're like their right hand. So Ned's pretty yeah. interested in that. I was gonna say we kind of saw that from um, in the show at least from yeah. Tyrion Squire. Yeah, but. He's like, oh, he's like, I'm really intrigued. Like, I should go talk to him because he would probably know a lot. Um, and then Baelish goes, I need you to come look out the window for me real quick. So they look out the window, and Baelish points out. He goes, you see that young boy down there that's sharpening a sword outside of the armory there? He looks just like a regular little boy, huh? That's one of the little birds. That's Varys's little birds. And he's watching us right now. And then he points to this other guy that's just leaning on the wall. Um... It looks like a soldier. Ned goes, oh, so that must be a little bird, too, huh? And he goes, nope, actually, that one is the queen's spy. So the queen has her own little birds. So there's, and he, he's basically saying everyone in the Red Keep is a spy. In one shape or another. So be careful. Be careful. <laughs> and he goes, all of the movements in and out of the Hands Tower here, where you live, are all being watched. Everything's being watched in the Red Keep. It's not really safe for you to go... And meet with John Aaron's squire. Mm-hmm. I mean, they probably already know that you just met with, um, with Pycelle. So you probably should just keep it chill. Keep it on the DL. Keep it on the DL. Send somebody else to yeah. go look. Um, and he goes, what, is there someone that you trust better than anyone? And ba- and uh, Ned goes, oh yeah, I totally have people in my company that I trust. And Baelish laughs at him and goes, oh, well then you can... I have a castle for you to buy in Valeria, which is kind of like a joke of, well, that's not true. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, that's a lie. You can never fully trust anyone. Right. And he's like, okay, you should just send someone to go talk to the squire. So send your, whoever you have that doesn't raise any flags. Mm-hmm. Because what's going to happen is they're, they're going to watch what's happening. They're always watching, but they can't watch everyone. So you should send somebody else. So as Baelish goes to leave, uh, Ned thanks him and says, I'm sorry for not trusting you. And Baelish replies with, you're slow to learn, but just trusting me was the wisest thing you've done since you climbed off your horse. Hmm. And then he leaves. That's interesting. Which is some pretty powerful stuff. Mm. So. Freaking Baelish, man. Yeah. Snaky. He is snaky. Trash. Worm. We're we're investigating. We're moving... Moving in that direction. So our discussion questions that we have for this week um, are, do you think John Aaron was poisoned or died of natural causes? Can I say something? Can we just go around and say poisoned or natural causes and no... Fair. No, like, explanation why I think it. Yes. So, who's going first? I'll go first. Poisoned. 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 (laughs) I think the next one will be cool to do it like that, too. Yeah. Do you think Pycelle... Who do you think Pycelle truly serves? 
Who wants to go first? Okay. I think he serves whoever's ass is on the throne. That's I agree. It. Yeah. I agree. And I mean, that's what he's supposed to do, I guess. But I also thought that he's supposed to be, like, not biased as well because he's a maester. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he's just supposed to... I don't know. It seems like he's just pulling strings. We'll just, say, we'll just say sure. he serves the throne. Yeah. But he's pulling strings, like... Yeah. That he's not supposed to pull. <sighs> yeah. We can't go into too much. No. Yeah. It just... It's all very sus. Yes. Sus. <laughs> Anybody else? No. I agree. I, I agree with that, too. Yeah. Uh, do you think uh, it is wise for Ned to trust Baelish at this point? Hmm. Hmm. I mean... No. Nah. I don't think so. No. I don't Absolutely think so. Absolutely not. Even Baelish is saying, don't trust me. Yeah. He's just a worm and he knows it. But then is that like a? But then at the same like, time, that has, to be, that has to be like conflicting for Ned because... Cat trusts him so 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 much. Right. Or so she thinks. Well she does she does trust him, but Right. Yeah. Like a brother. Right. Oof. Ugh. Sorry, Baelish. Um, yeah. Alright. That's our make sure you answer those. Um Yeah. They can be pretty wordy, but that's cool. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. Um, the Tyrion tidbit is never believe anything you hear in a song. Okay. Oh. Uh, it's, um. Okay. Okay. I guess it's, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's referring to the songs that they sing about the tales. Because they're all just tales. They're all tales, yeah. so I get it. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media. Our Facebook page is Game of Wines, A Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We also have a Facebook group um, called Game of Wines podcast group. You can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Game of Wines 1 and on YouTube at Game of Wines podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we'll be discussing John Chapter 4, so make sure you read before the next episode. Thanks for listening.